Your preparation determines your results. I drafted my 60th fantasy football team yesterday, and it's easily my favorite one yet. Here's why. I started with the fourth overall pick, and it was an easy decision to go with Justin Jefferson after Cup, Jonathan Taylor, and McCaffrey were off the board. I actually have Jefferson as my number one receiver ahead of Cup this year, and you can see right here, he leads all receivers since 2020, the last two years, in receiving yards. But here's the crazy part about that. Those years were his first two in the NFL. He didn't miss any games either, so he's durable as a rookie or sophomore in the NFL. So he's just now entering his prime, and check this out. The Vikings did not add any threats at the wide receiver position. Definitely no starters. They added Albert Wilson as a depth piece, a special teamer. They drafted in the sixth round Jalen Naylor, who is, if anything, just trying to make the team. So they are planning to start the same three wide receiver sets of Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and K.J. Osborne as they did last year. Now, here's why this is important. Jefferson earned an elite 30% target share. Only three guys hit that mark last year, and 167 targets competing against these guys last year. Now, in the second round, my goal was to get Aaron Jones, but he was taking literally two picks before me, so he ended up with Mr. Lenny Fournette. And last year, Lennon Fournette was tied with DeAndre Swift for leading the league in targets per game at the running back position. And since 2010, targets per game leaders at the running back position, the following season, they finished sixth on average in fantasy points. Yet Fournette currently goes as the 12th running back off the board. Even though he was a top three running back his final 11 games last year before getting injured. And more specifically, he averaged 21.3 points. Eckler, Austin Eckler, averaged 21.6. So he was basically virtually tied with Eckler as the second best back in the NFL last year, just behind Jonathan Taylor. Now this next running back surprisingly fell to the third round. Saints running back Alvin Kamara has a possible suspension of four to six games looming over his head. Now Kamara has finished literally top eight in fantasy points per game and only one time outside the top four in his career all five seasons. And he's often taken in the second round, but he fell to me in the third round. So here's my thought process around this. Kamara, as I get him in the third round, is a clear first round pick without any suspension risk. And if it's announced that he'll miss four games, he's likely a second round pick. I believe that the suspension risk is baked into this price point. So if you see Kamara drop to the third round, draft it. Now I took Brandon Cooks in the fourth round as my second wide receiver, and I took him ahead of guys like Terry McLaurin, Gabriel Davis, even Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, DK Metcalf. And I feel good about this because last year, Brandon Cooks saw over two more targets per game than his career average with Davis Mills. And those 9.6 targets were 25% more than Metcalf saw last year, and now he has a new quarterback, and McLaurin saw last year, and he has a new quarterback. But Cooks also produced on this volume. See for yourself. His 15.4 fantasy points per game last year would have ranked 13th amongst wide receivers. For reference, T. Higgins scored 15.7 points per game last year. Mike Williams scored exactly 15.4, so what Cooks did last year with Mills. But however, these guys go one to three rounds earlier than Cooks on average. So draft Cooks before your friends do in rounds four through five. And also draft his quarterback if he falls to round five. Because Lamar Jackson ranked 23rd in touchdown rate last year at just 4.2%. By far the worst of his career, the touchdown rate is the amount of touchdowns you throw per pass attempt. Now, despite having by far a career low, he still finished seventh in fantasy points per game. He improved upon his previous year. And here's the best part. All of his underlying metrics improved. He ended up throwing more last year with the new coaching staff. His efficiency was top eight in the NFL, an improvement from the previous year, and he moved up 14 spots in the rankings from 28th to 14th in accuracy in 2021. So what this means is Lamar Jackson was much better last year. He was still an elite rusher. He just didn't have the touchdown luck going his way. He has clear QB1 upside, but goes 23 picks after Josh Allen. Now, I took Michael Thomas as my third wide receiver in the sixth round, and he currently goes outside the top 30 and even 35 wide receivers as the 36th wide receiver taken off the board due to his injury. But here's my question to you. Do you think he'll drop much lower than this? It seems like his injury risk is already priced in, and according to DraftShark's injury tool, they're projecting him to miss about two to three games this year, which is somewhat normal for a wide receiver, and his durability rating is a five, meaning
meaning he could play through minor injuries. If Thomas attends camp in July, he is instantly going to move up two to three rounds in drafts. So you might as well get him now. Now this next RB is quickly becoming my favorite mid-round pick. Patrick Mahomes starting running backs averaged 14.8 points per game in his career. And this number you're seeing right here of 13.7 is the amount of points that DeAndre Swift averaged per game last year. And Swift is currently going as the number eight overall running back in drafts for this year, 2022. Now listen closely and open up the Mia holes because he has the interesting part. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is drafted as the 26th running back off the board. He's the chief starter. And Kansas City did not make any major investments into their backfield. They gave Ronald Jones $250,000 guaranteed. I mean, he's not even a sure thing to make the roster. And they signed Jarek McKinnon in June to $1 million. These guys were not priorities for them, and they were priorities for nobody. Now, let's take a look at a guy that I drafted, even though I'm not crazy about him. DJ Hawkinson fell an entire round past his ADP. He usually goes at the end of the seventh, and I got him at the end of the eighth. Quite simply, he became too good to pass up. And I have a feeling you're going to find this next stat interesting. Last year in 12 games with Jared Goff, Hawkinson averaged 29% more fantasy points than his career average. It was 12.9 compared to 9.3. And this includes 25 games where he played with Stafford. He scored more with Goff than he did with Stafford. And when Goff was at quarterback for those 11 games, he targeted Hawkinson about seven and a half times per game. Now, fellas, here's another way to look at this. Seven and a half targets per game is a 127 target pace for this season. And the only guys who had more than that last year were Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey at 153 and 134 targets. Now, if you're curious where I'm drafting, it's on underdogfantasy.com. They have the largest fantasy football contest ever this year. $2 million to first place, a million dollars to second place, and hey, we'll take 500k to third. If you want to compete for these prizes and even draft with me, you could use the code SAL in the link in the description. And you'll get your first deposit doubled. So if you put in 25, you get 50. If you put in 50, you get $100 whiskeys when you use the code SAL. Now, through the first eight rounds, I selected all veterans, but that changed in round nine when I took Garrett Wilson. And Wilson is one of the best later round wide receivers, in my opinion. He was a top 10 pick, and since 2014, top 10 wide receivers have averaged a wide receiver 29, so a top 30 finish at the position. However, Wilson currently goes as the wide receiver 50 in drafts, which is 11 spots at the wide receiver position and 25 overall spots later than rookie Traylon Burks, who went after him in the draft and has not currently reported to any team activities because he has been, quote, unavailable during minicamp. Now, somehow this next wide receiver goes even later than Garrett Wilson. Tyler Boyd goes as the 52nd wide receiver off the board, which is weird because he's literally finished as a top 36 receiver in three straight seasons, including last year with Jamar Chase there. So you're drafting him at his floor, but check out his upside. Boyd averaged 17.2 right here, fantasy points per game on nine targets per game in the two games that T. Higgins missed last year. Both of those numbers would rank top 10 amongst wide receivers in 2021. But that's not all. Before Joe Burrow got hurt in 2020, Boyd was averaging 16.2 fantasy points per game on 8.7 targets per game. So here's your takeaway. Even if Jamar Chase and T. Higgins stay healthy, Tyler Boyd is clearly being undervalued. But if anything happens to Higgins or Chase, and look, it's the NFL, it's football, it's a contact sport, wide receivers miss time, Boyd becomes an instant top 20 wide receiver. So these were the first 10 picks of this draft, and it's very important to nail on your early round picks. If you want to check out the early round picks that have some red flags, then you need to watch this video right here. And you may be shocked by some of the things I discovered in this bad boy.